Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. However, this is kind of a joint cast because we are joined by Dan of the Zoo Box podcast, Jason Chavaria, and my friend Scott, a member of the United States Air Force who has worked as a uh, consultant for Marvel. All right, so what are we doing together today? Well, we are breaking down the film Out of Shadows, and this is the description in the video on YouTube. The Out of Shadows documentary lifts the masks on how the mainstream media and Hollywood manipulate and control the masses by spreading propaganda throughout their content. Our goal is to wake up the general public by shedding light on how we have all been lied to and brainwashed by a hidden enemy within a sinister I'm sorry, with a sinister agenda. This project is the result of two years of blood, sweat, and tears by a team of woke professionals. It's been independently produced and funded and is available on many different platforms for free for anyone to watch. Patriots made this documentary with the sole purpose of getting the truth out there. If you like the documentary, please share this video. The website is outofshadows.org. And in the video breakdown, you can hear my full opinion of what I think about this particular video, as well as the opinion of all of the participants. If you are a regular listener of Woken Bake, you know that Jason is a youth minister. And you know one of the highlights of Jason coming on the podcast is he tells Bible stories. Very cool. All right. If you have any cool religious tech stories that are outside of like the Christian faith, I want to hear them. I want to hear all about them. If you've got a cool Hindu story, I want to hear about it. If you're going to tell me about this dude who did this thing that is really cool, I want to hear about it. If you've got cool Sikh stories, I want to hear those too. So we're not like limiting you know, your input or what I'm trying to put in uh, and, and put out. I want to hear from everybody. All right. Be sure to send me an email at wokeandbakedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also... Well, that's really the best way to do it. That or, or hit me up on Instagram at Woke and Bake Podcast on Instagram. All right. Ladies, gents, others, without further ado, here is the breakdown of Out of Shadows. Oh, me and him used to be so close. Uh, so, we're recording Dan, now. Just so Perfect. you know. All right, we're good. Bill, Bill was like my first Glen Cape rod in the military. Wow. That's oh, a no. big honor. I, I appreciate that. So, I don't know what that means, but I appreciate it. It means you guys are, you probably fucked at least once or twice. <laughs> I mean, do, are, we're not judging, are we? Okay. Yeah, no, but no I mean, absolutely not. Oh, thank the God. The youth is not on yet, so we're good. No, no, not yeah. yet. Not yet. Eventually, eventually he will be, and, and we'll see where we're at. Yeah. Do you know this guy pretty well? Yeah, he's been on my podcast several times. He's also my jujitsu coach. Oh, um, sick. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he's super <laughs> cool guy, super rad guy. Um, uh, let's, I don't know how to describe him other than he's a, he's a youth pastor who practices murdering his friends. Like, Fun. That sounds like a good guy. What a guy. He's a sweetie. He's a sweetie. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you know Scotty? Uh, we were in, uh, at Effie Warren together and work with well, how many years to work two years before you left three years probably. yeah two, two three years, years. Yeah. two years but i mean that was that was enough time for me and dan fell in love 
Um, dude, I used to work the gate because I, I met him at TRF on FB Warren and I worked the gate and this dude would rip in and it's like 67 Nova. Is that what it is? A 67? 66. 66 Nova coming up, him and his wife. Oh yeah. Things beautiful, man. And uh, we were always like docking at the gate because Scotty's a nice fucking guy. Yeah. So I go through TRF in dock, I make it through and I'm get on team and it's like, finally I'm, I'm like okay I can talk to people a little bit and I walk up to him and I go I'm like, I'm like hey I used to work the gate and he's like we're not fucking friends fuck you <laughs> I was like oh my god I'll never forget that yeah so I heard stories about the Nova like when it was when he would call it the Avon um so 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 Scotty used to have uh used to have the juggernaut juggy um it was this yeah, seven, sure. it was like a 740 beamer that I, I swear was up armored. Like it was, it weighed a billion pounds. The glass was like an inch and a half thick. It handled like a, like a son of a biscuit, man. Like, yeah, it would take, I never lost control. No, yeah. we never, we never died. There were a couple of times coming back from this, uh, from the Necro concert, we probably could have and or should have died. Um, however, Sounds however, like Scotty. Yeah, there's um, it's, it's kind of just like accepting your fate, like you know it's gonna yeah. happen, so you just let it happen. Yeah, not yeah, even yeah. seize up, just let let the let the wind uh, carry your sails. Right. Jason's coming in, boys. Perfect, okay. perfect, All right, perfect. All right, and we're Jason. in. All right, let's connect right. into audio. Yeah, I think. Hello? Is that hey, hey? Is that the gym? Oh, there's. That's those aren't all of his kids, but I'm sure one of them is back there. One, yeah. Can you There's hear Jason. me? I yeah. get loud and clear. Awesome. Nice poncho, by the way. Yeah. God, the nineties called. Yeah. I mean, if you couldn't break my arm real quick, I would make a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wearing this thing for like two weeks now. Hey, it's quarantine, oh, baby. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. You know? I've been quarantining, my friends. Um, this is the uh, longest my hair has been in years. By the way, that <laughs> mustache is regal. That thing is... That, I know, I, this is looking that, nice, dude. That mustache is in service to our great land. Um, <laughs> that, well, that yeah, must, I'm going to go deal with the army soon, and I'm not cutting this because I don't care about regs. I'm not wearing a uniform for the next four years. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't... Okay, I, we don't want to go too much into uh, on the, the podcast about what it is that you're going to do in the military that doesn't have you wearing a uniform for a couple of years, because that opens up a whole lot of... Okay, yeah. I would have lied. I would have said something else. I would have made it way cooler. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be an instructor. All right. going to be a teacher. An educator. <laughs> a, oh, teacher. A, a leader of learned men. Um, yeah, absolutely. I want to call them men, but I mean peons soldiers privates airmen um yeah well it's it's very cool it's it's very cool okay. that that you know you're you're getting to do uh something something different yeah? so congratulations on yeah. that so thank you uh dan a quick question sir yeah um let's mm -hmm. get all the plugs out uh out up front what is the name of your podcast sir it's a zoo box podcast find us anywhere streaming Anywhere you can find a Spotify, iTunes, you name it. I mean, Castbox, we're on there. Come and listen to us. We're a wild bunch of guys. We have some fun. Very, very cool. Uh, Jason Chavaria, you want to give a quick breakdown of your resume? Let folks know who you are and what it is, uh, what it is that you do. 
Um, I, I coach jujitsu. I'm a youth pastor. I work with uh, behavioral health teenagers in the high school. Um, I can go on. I skateboard. I play guitar. Hell yeah. I play guitar too, brother. Don't worry. Not very well, but he plays it. (laughs) He's got a guitar behind him. It's, you know, if nothing else, it's a good decoration. I mean, yeah. I I have several. Too many. Oh yeah, man. Got it all. He's, he's got several, he's got several guitars enough to necessitate an entire rack. It's bad. It's bad. I've, I've probably, I have more guitars worth more than my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) to be fair, most of us are probably driving beaters. I mean, I I am driving a beater. I promise you. I I got a super duper sweet, uh, 07 Highlander, sir. It's, I got an, I got an O2 trailblazer, man. Not too, not too bad you know it's classy it's the ltz so oh see nice. i had i had the regular uh trailblazer as well that thing if it was if it was worth the shit when i bought it it wasn't when when i killed it i'm taking care of this as best as i can because i'm out of the military now pay is not always a stable you know so i'm just trying to take care of her she's doing good though so far fair Thank enough you. fair <laughs> enough all right um so, Scott, how are you doing? You want to get this thing started? This was your idea. You brought us all together. Well, first of all, so you you messaged me. So me and Bill go back to Iraq 06, and I've told multiple people this. Back before that, I mean, I, Germany 06. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Germany, but after Iraq 06, literally you could ask me to do anything, and I will do it. So you messaged me. You said, hey, watch this video, and you know, tell me what you think. So I think maybe 20 minutes into this video, I was like, man, Dan, this is kind of a Dan's alley thing. So I started, you know, I wrote Dan down in my note. Uh, I reached out to him. So I made all these notes about it. And obviously you brought Jason or yeah, Jason in. Nice to meet you, Jason. Go God. All right. (laughs) So um, yeah, you reached out and said, watch this video. And I watched it and I'm not, I mean, me and Dan talked about this. I'm not the conspiracy theorist. I'm not the let's go out and try to figure out what's going on with the world thing. I like to put my arms out to the side and whatever I can touch is what I control. So I don't go much past that. But honestly, I mean, I watched this video and they start getting into all this stuff and I'm watching it. And this is probably the first conspiracy theory video I watched the whole way through. Okay. And in my opinion, as a quote-unquote sheep watching it, I'm like, man, how do people not understand this on their I, – I knew all this before I watched the video. I don't need a video to explain to me what's going on into – what is it? Uh, out of the Shadow? Out of Shadows, out yeah. Out of the Shadow, yeah. Yeah, Out of the Shadow. I knew all this before I watched it. And I, I just kind of pass it by right now because – I understand there's horrible things going on in the world, but I'm only reaching out to my own sphere of influence. And if there's other people out there who don't, they don't realize this is going on. I mean, Jason, I mean, you're, you're in the church. I'm what you would call a new Christian. I've been in the church for maybe five years now. Um, I can go pull out my baptism records and <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, like I, not being so deep into this stuff, I, I watch TV, and when we were all kids, you'd see the hero who's a young, he got kissed on the cheek by a girl, 
And it was like, wow, he got kissed on the cheek by a girl. He's a hero. And now you have young kids in exploitive positions doing whatnot. And it's okay. People don't bat an eye at it. What was PG or PG-13 when we were young is definitely not what is PG, PG-13 nowadays. Am I wrong? No. No, you're not wrong. Um, crazy. Jason, do you think that's by design? And if so, or if not, why? Um, yeah, I think it's by design. I think I think it could have been that bad back then, but um, I don't think they had the culture wasn't wasn't like at that state, and um, it's the there's the it's the numbing of the senses, right? And and then there's the the making sin normal or yeah. or common, you know, and I mean it. And I mean, when we think about normal, I, I mean, I've, I remember my second saying it's a, a thing on a washer. Uh, Normal's a setting on a dryer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they explain normal in psychology is not committing harm to yourself or others. And then they would take that and then they would just describe it as like, uh, well, if it's, you know, sensual pleasure, and they're really not hurting anybody or themselves, and it, it, it is normal, right? But, but like in that video, he said they were causing like a chasm in the psyche of children by viewing sexual images at, at three years old, four years old, five years old, and introducing them to sexuality at such a, such a young age. It does do damage. And, it, and, and, and you can see without the videos, like say you, you take a trauma victim that's been uh, abused, sexually abused, and see their lifestyle and how they've had or tried to cope with it and been through countless problems of, of addiction in many different areas trying to put a Band-Aid on this trauma. And, and it seems like these movies are, are tra traumatizing the kids early and getting them hooked on stuff through their life. I don't know. And I'll give you that. And yeah, so you have videos doing that and you have video games doing that. And I mean, and then each parent's kind of doing their own thing. As parents, we're, we're falling to the left or to the right. I'm, ask Dan, ask Bill, I can go savage at a moment's notice with adult companions. But at home, I mean, I have a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Each one of them has probably heard me swear once. Right. And I'm very good at not doing that in front of my kids. But I have my kids coming home off of bus rides with other parents' kids. Yeah. And my son is like, Dad, what's the N-word? Dad, what does F this mean? What and porn? what is porn? I'm like, thank you, wife. My kids are coming home. Well, was anyone was six? When he asked about porn. Oh, no, that was this year. Eli, okay, so fifth grade, I have a kid in fifth grade going, what is porn? Yeah. You ask me in fifth grade. Don't let anyone else. You know what I mean? I, at fifth grade, I had no concept of porn. Yeah. But also, mainstream media wasn't pushing it. I didn't have all the access to the internet that kids have these days. I didn't have mainstream media desensitizing all this stuff. 
So me as a parent of five kids, I'm like, how do I explain what porn is to a fifth grader? It's right. wild. Right. Also, no, my only kid that has a cell phone is 16. Wow. So they go to my 12 year old goes to sleepovers. All of her friends are on cell phones the entire night. She's just sitting there bored out of her mind because they don't want to communicate with each other because they have all this media down their throats saying you need cell phones. You need all this constant information. You need to be constantly fed. Yeah. Yeah. Second graders, third graders have cell phones constantly pushing all this media propaganda down their throats. And it's more often than not, it's negative stuff. I mean, it's a lot harder to find something positive on the internet than it is to find something negative. Am I wrong? Yeah. So in this, this video, I mean, we're kind of going way off topic down a rabbit hole here, but this video circles around that whole thing, in my opinion. I don't think you're topic. Go ahead, ahead, Jason. Because it's all about molding the youth because they're the future. And what do they want our youth to be? You know what I mean? Little heathens who are falling in line with whatever the corporations want them to be. But Michael, what does our, what does the corporations want our kids to be? Where are we going with this? Uh, Ultimately, it's, I, I believe it's to make everyone a consumer. The goal is to make everybody uh, need something that they have to get from someone else almost on a subscription that they have to keep in their life. Otherwise, their life diminishes without it. Uh, whether it's the use of a cell phone and, and social media like Instagram or Facebook, we're constantly using to upload and share like anyone actually cares. Um, like like our social media should really matter to anyone anyone's life. Um, I mean, I guess regardless of what you're putting out there, you can't put it out there for yourself. But um, it gets, there's a lot of ideas. Um, there, there, there are a lot of ideas of agendas. Um, there's, there's the Jewish agenda. There's the gay agenda. There's this agenda. There's that agenda. And on one hand, I, I think that it's very easy to say, um, to play like groups against each other because just about everybody benefits from just about every terrible thing that happens. There's whether or not you're there, you're the hand, the hidden hand behind it. Um, there are profiteers to whatever the uh, whatever the incident is, whether it's COVID nineteen, whether it's uh, sacrificing kidnapped children uh, so that uh, Huma Abedin can can get her adrenochrome fix. Um, it's I think um, it's a goal just to make a, one generalized consumer that you don't have to sell a bunch of different products to. It's about creating the illusion of choice so that everyone just kind of gets stuck into the same three or four molds that can be easily controlled. Dan, I see you shaking your head. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's absolutely uh, a fantastic point. Everyone's got their own uh, points on this and, I think consumerism is a definitely the intention of social media. I mean, it's even saying the psychological effect of uh, like the roulette wheel or whatever, you know, like that gambling effect. It gives you the same psychological effect as gambling. It's that constant spinning up. Okay. Hey, I'm going to post a video. I'm going to see how many likes I can get. And every tw- 10 minutes you're checking. Oh man, I got 10 likes, 20 likes. So, so on and so forth. Um, and I think as far as protecting our youth from that, 
psychosis and even ourselves, but especially people with parents or excuse me, people with children, I think it comes down to parenting. And I think that's really what we have to understand is being a good parent, really taking the initiative and making sure that an eight-year-old doesn't have a cell phone when they don't really need it. Because we all grew up without cell phones, you know, going over to a friend's house. We all survived. Speak for yourself. Did okay. <laughs> Speak for yourself, man. I had one in 86. <laughs> I didn't have one in 86. He's, he's sitting over there. Big old in, Yeah. <laughs> he's just ripping, dude. But uh, I, I really do think it comes down to parenting and uh, being a proactive, uh, vocal, aware parent. And I think that would solve a lot of problems. But then again, if they've grown up in that same consumerism and they are in the psychosis, you see it's kind of out of that for a lot of people. You, you definitely see the social media influence in kids that have their own Instagram page versus kids that don't. I have one child um, that, that is on social media and then one that is absolutely not on any kind of social media. Um, and you can see that you can see the interaction, the way that they change. You, if you take away a cell phone from a kid um, in a very short amount of time, especially if they weren't kids that were active and interacting with other kids, you take that phone away, they're going to start interacting with actual human beings real quick. It's the same thing uh, with humans, we, uh, with adults. We've just kind of, in, the, in, in a Zoom meeting, we're doing it differently than a group chat, which is far less satisfying. Here, we're, we're interacting, we're being as social as we can. Um, and uh, we, we have kids that are get, taking their lead uh, from elsewhere. What are you drinking, by the way? Oh, Yingling. Yingling. <laughs> Classic. Oh, God's man. Beer. Over, over yeah. here on the eastern side of the Mississippi, man, I've got to drink my Yingling. Best, best thing to come out of Pennsylvania since, I don't know, like the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I was literally thinking, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Liberty Bell, maybe, you know, somewhere around there. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. Yeah, we're that way. Um. Stallone, he's a celebrity, probably knows Epstein. He probably does. So, um, well, so let's talk about it. Let's go back to the movie, if uh, if you guys would like to. So, what were some of the things um, that stuck out to you, Dan? Uh, What were some of the the notes that you were like, "Mm, this is, this requires more research? Well, when looking in, when you're watching it and yeah, they start off the Hollywood stuff, but when they really get into some of this, how many people are involved with the Satanism or these, these high influential people in society are so involved with this Satanist woman. What's her name? I think you said it before. Marina. uh, Okay. There's Huma Abedin who was um, Hillary Clinton's chief of staff, but Marina uh, Abramovin, I believe it is. Marina Abramovin. The artist. Yes. Yeah. Um, who who's done uh, who's done spots with uh, Bill Gates? They they pulled apparently off of YouTube. Oh yeah, the Apple, the new virtual reality, augmented reality uh, stuff, and she's that whole kind of stuff. I've always suspected it. With you know, if you go back and watch Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut, and he alludes to the fact of their the rich and powerful being Satanists or some sort of uh, believing in some malevolent being, and uh, I thought. That was the thing that stuck out to me the most. So and allegedly, that was supposed to be kids in Eyes Wide yeah. Shut, which yeah, is which makes totally. it super duper ill. Um, can I can I share one of the prob- Well, one of the the few problems that I had with this documentary. Absolutely. Um, so they didn't give credit to the people who came before them, right? So the first twenty or thirty minutes where they start going into the CIA links to Hollywood, what yeah. Hollywood comes from. 
Uh, that actually, um, a, a huge amount of that work is generated by a guy named Jay Dyer. Uh, you can find Jay's analytics um, or Jay's analysis uh, anywhere you find a podcast. Um, you can find his, his uh, YouTube page. But he did um, a book called Esoteric Hollywood, where he breaks down a lot of the imagery uh, that you see and its roots and where it comes from and where it's used today. He also has a, a TV series that uh, uh, is available on Gaia. Um, but that first 20 or 30 minutes, that was uh, all Jay Dyer stuff. Now, I had some notes as well. Um, when they talked a little bit about very briefly on um, – the uh, military industrial complex's association yeah. uh, with uh, the 1960s and Laurel Canyon. That actually, most of that comes from a book called Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon, um, which is about, um, in, in the first chapter of that, a lot of that comes from just the introduction that um, Jim Morrison's dad was the commander of the ship that was involved in the Gulf of Tonkin. Now, for those listeners who aren't familiar with the Gulf of Tonkin, uh, that was the incident that led to the Vietnam War that didn't actually happen. Yep. So there we go. Yeah. But that was Jim Morrison's dad. Um, but a lot of this, a lot of the information that they, uh, that they had that wasn't, that didn't uh, come from questionable sources was stuff that they didn't really give credit to. So if you are, if you like that sort of thing, they're not telling you where to find the good information. They're treating it like they are presenting all of this good information themselves. One of the other issues that I have is, um, so uh, Liz Conklin, I believe is her name. I'm probably mispronouncing it. She's the Pizzagate lady. So she very, very recently uh, came out and, um, one of her one of the theories that she's pushing now is that I don't know if you're familiar with QAnon. Um, oh yeah, man, that's good. No. <laughs> she said JFK Jr. is likely Q. Like she, this is all stuff you can look up. Um, really? So oh, that's a little stretch, huh? So, but but let's 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 attach that to other conspiracy theories, right? So, True. Um, now are you familiar with uh, the film Dark Legacy? Yes. So Dark Legacy, for those of you that are not familiar, it is a film about the assassination of JFK and the links to the Bush family. Now, Dark Legacy 2 is about the assassination of JFK Jr. at the hands of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so, hear me out. And this is, and this is, and this is big picture here. Um, yeah. Let's say that JFK Jr. faked his death in 1999, okay? And he is Q. What law enforcement has not been arresting Hillary Clinton for the last uh, 21 years for the assassination of John F. Kennedy Jr.? Who's, Obama. damn it, Obama. <laughs> yeah, uh, damn. <laughs> uh, um, well, 99, what, Bush? Clinton was in office in 99, wasn't he? And then Bush... He, he was. Uh, he was. Now, okay. um, however, uh, you also, well, Clinton was, so Clinton was in office at that time, right? They were, yeah, so Clinton he was, was, getting, he was on his way out. He was on his way out. Hillary is, and this is where it comes in. This is the why. Uh, okay. Hillary is, uh, be, becomes, uh, wants to become an elected official in the state of New York. Now, you already have uh, John, uh, JFK Jr., a well-loved citizen of the state of New York, um, potentially running for office. Now, if yeah. you have, and this is like, a, there's a lot of, a lot of dark stuff um, 
where it all kind of comes together between families like uh, like the Bushes, like the Clintons. Um, you, you talk about uh, secret societies like the Skull and Bone Society. Uh, George Bush and John Kerry, our two presidential candidates, yep. uh, were both members of the same uh, Yale-based secret society. These are the people who we look to as moral pillars. After September 11th, we... We had to trust Bush. He had to be our guy because he, he was the guy. He was the guy that, oh, okay, unlimited minutes. Thank you, host. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. We're not going to plug that because China owns it, but okay. What? <laughs> Man, they own pretty much everything, including our debt. It's okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, what are we going to do? Default on loans? Um, so <laughs> there's, if you want to give into the world where, where JFK Jr. is is Q, then the only way that that works is the fake death of JFK, who knew that Hillary Clinton was trying to assassinate him. So JFK Jr. was flying, right? He's went disappearing during a flight. Is that the same JFK? Same JFK Jr. Same one. Yeah. Which would be technically the easiest way to hide a death is by flying it and then disappearing, right? Yeah, see, I don't know uh, if they recovered bodies. I don't, I'm not that into it. I don't think they did. As, as so, far as I remember. so yeah, I don't if, remember recovery either. If you're you're going to assume uh, that that everyone is is 100 on the up and up in this film, uh, then you, that's kind of what you've got to believe, and that's kind of what you got to go with is is that um, you have to you have to question your sources of information. All right, um, you you have to you have to look into them. And one of the things that 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 this film <laughs> made it very. Um, very easy to do is research the information that they're giving you from this particular person. You can investigate who this person is and what crazy shit they might have said, but we're supposed to take your word that you did this work that is that I know and that other fans of this, these people's work know that you took from them, right? That you're not you're not giving credit to. Why are you not giving them credit? Um, but you're giving uh, legitimacy to someone else. Like if you believe that the folks behind Marvel and DC are really into some dark shit, (laughs) then you saw that shit when you were making Batman movies or when you were making Spider-Man movies and you chose to be a part of that. You know, that's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a world. Real quick. Let's go. Can I go off on my Marvel rant real quick? Yeah, by all means. And Jason, this will bring you in. So um, I did some work not long ago with a company that rhymes with Marvel. Maybe it is Marvel. I'm not going to say yes or no. But a majority of the people that I worked with were very Satanistic, very, you know, the dark. Hollywood. They didn't, yeah, yeah, dark people. And I kind of, I befriended one of them on Instagram. I don't want to give her a full name, but it ends with 666. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, and that's what's kind of guiding that. And I have another good friend from high school who is in that whole culture. And he's talked to me once or twice. I'm not going to say his name, but he's like, man, things are weird. He, so I'm in Georgia, and he works in Atlanta in a major film industry in Atlanta. And it's, it's you know, not what I would call a Christian environment. It's the exact opposite. It's very unholy just debauchery yeah debauchery thank you they have they have set boyfriends set my kind of friends yeah. <laughs> so and it's that we're talking about that it just made me it, for whatever reason it just clicked in my head 
you know, I'm thinking of the, the person 666 and all that, that I'm see that I'm not in Hollywood, but I had to work with them because of reasons. Right. And I saw all that real quick in the span of about two weeks. And it was like, wow. So can I jump in on, uh, on that real quick? You or Jason, whoever, you know, I'm sorry okay. that I went off on that rabbit hole. Oh, good. No, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good one to go down. Um, so you talk about the satanic influence of music. There's, there's one of the things that Jason and I covered um, on, on my podcast was say juice world. Uh, his, his Instagram was like juice world, nine, nine, nine. He, there's video of him online um, giving his, giving his soul to the devil. So like whether or not the person watching this feels like there is a devil, all right, there's stone cold, there's stone cold atheists. There's no God, there's mm -hmm. no devil, we live, we die. Um, that doesn't mean that they don't believe in that. All right. That that's it's it's a very real thing to to people. Enough to enough to commit yourself uh, on video to doing it so that at least other people see that you're with it. Um, you had uh XX Extension in his um Team Satan hat, like and then he ends up uh, he ends up getting shot. Um, you play these roles and you you roll these dice and you live that life and you present that energy. Eventually, all of that energy comes back. And I think that I think that there are probably more people who are. Um, sorry, my wife's making obscene gestures. My wife did that earlier. It happened. Bless her heart. Um, so, so you have um, you have a lot of folks who have had a lot of success in multiple medias, uh, whether it be music, whether it be film, whether it be both of them, um, and they they make very clear their allegiance to something darker uh, than than and what we're used to seeing, whether it's Katy Perry uh, singing about uh, going through uh, inner dimensions and. Uh, or Lil Wayne rapping about being a reptilian. Um, there's, uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of rappers who who've rapped about selling their soul for success. And when you start looking at the rest of what they've done since then, uh, Eminem is the perfect example. Um, I mean, he said on on the first major release, "I don't worship the devil," but everything just about everything that he's done is absolutely counter that he's, he's uh, rapped about selling his soul. He's, you know, doing his, his devil horns on his, uh, his iTunes music yeah, page. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, and yeah. that's something that he's been doing for a very, very long time, yep. whether, uh, and, and if you, and if you believe in that stuff, then you, you probably go down the rabbit hole of sacrifices as well. And these are dudes who have, um, who have suffered tremendous personal loss and um and maybe it's a sacrifice maybe it's not okay mm -hmm. so you, you i wanted to go off on a tangent on this the personal sacrifice loss whatever but i noticed you said playing a role multiple times when you're explaining this and so i'm kind of bringing this to jason as the youth pastor like are they you know playing a role just to get ahead versus believing it is there I'm trying to use good words. Is there a difference? Yeah, is there a difference? You know, so, uh, God, Bill, you know me. You know what happened when I was in Germany trying to get through ALS to become an NCO. I had to pretend, you know, there's, there's, there's Scott Shirley and then there's Sergeant Shirley. So I'm playing a role as Sergeant Shirley versus who I am as Scott Shirley. 
but that's way different than playing a role of throwing up devil horns versus believing in God and Christ. You know what I mean? Right. I can go and yell at some airman as a jerk because that's what I have to do as my job, but I'm not, I'm not going forward and being like, oh yeah, Satanist. I'm not going to these meetings. I'm not listening to the propaganda of Satanism and then going home and being like, yo, God, my bad. You know what I mean? Is, right. is there a huge difference there? What, what are we looking at with this moral dilemma that people are pushing on us? Am I way off topic? If I am, somebody say, let's stop and back up. I don't know. I feel like, okay, so they're, they're, they're pretending to be Satanists to get the job. And, and, uh, and they're willing to sacrifice their, their own, like, what is it? Convictions. Okay. Of what maybe they were even raised on. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is all I know. I'll it's tell a hard you one, I, right? That's a hard one. I'll tell Does you it what matter? I know. Uh, I mean, if they want to compromise, make compromise who they are, literally, just to get some money, it's not worth it. The Bible says, why are you going to lose your own soul to gain the whole world, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, nothing's worth your, worth, first of all, your name. Your name is all you got in this world, right? And who you are. And people will judge you by whether you're faking it or not. They're going to be like, well, you remember that time? Or... Sorry, that's my wife's here. That's okay. I didn't know we had so much I love you. But I rebuilt it. Oh, thank you. You're beautiful. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I keep buying in the kitchen. I'm, I'm joking. Oh, yeah. No, no. There's no room between the bedroom that, and the kitchen. That's yeah, a good yeah. question, is me. That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep I'm in the, the garage. I have yet to buy my wife's <laughs> shoes. She doesn't need them. She doesn't go outside. Yeah, yeah. No, anyways. Um, well, I she shouldn't so be. Bad. We're in quarantine. <laughs> I have a lot of land. I, <laughs> I believe, uh, I believe that, that Satan is the god of this world. And, and the Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air. And, and I, ex I explained like, what I believe to Bill was... Uh, he has access to the media, the, the airwaves, and he uses them to, uh, to get in, to, to, to control people and to spread his message. Um, this is so weird. Everything that's going on right now, isn't this weird? Is it not? What do you mean, uh, by, what do you mean? like talking about COVID-19 or just the big shift in culture that we're having? I'm talking about everything okay. as a whole. Yeah. COVID-19, I'm, no, I'm we're, talking, yeah, we're in a weird place, yeah. Tornadoes, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about the, the whole, the Satanist movement being exposed and them not even being ashamed of it. It's yeah. like, they're out in the open about it and they're like, you know, <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, this is where we are in this day and age mm -hmm. and nobody else has been in this time in this day and age ever in the history of man we've had moments that have been close to it but it keeps getting closer and closer the darkness what? is being exposed more and more and i think people are looking for answers um i think people are waking up 
that, that was what Bill told me. He, he says, I feel like I'm awake and I'm seeing things and I can't unsee them. I feel like a lot of people, even uh, Dalai Lama was trying to explain some stuff and he couldn't explain it. So, and he was like, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So the Dalai Lama wrote the foreword for um, Kenneth Ranieri's second book. If you're not familiar with Kenny, Kenneth Ranieri, he is the leader of a uh, self-help group slash sex cult uh, called Nexium. It was involved. Oh, yeah, uh, Nexium. Yeah, so the Dalai Lama, so take everything the Dalai Lama says uh, with a grain of salt. He's no better a judge of character than you or I. Word, but this is what I'm saying. Sorry. So many people look to these so-called spiritual leaders because they dress in cloaks and walk around with beads in their hands and they look the part. I may not look the part. I got a nose all bent sideways and cauliflower ears. And, you know, I don't look like I should be teaching children, but I'm, you know, I'm equipping them with tools so they can survive these freaks, mm -hmm. right? He was trying to say something. The whole thing is, is that people are looking for answers and, and there's is one simple answer and it's and it's and it's Jesus. And then in my opinion and in my experience, and from what I see that's happening, everything points to, to Christ coming. First the rapture, seven years tribulation. I can get into that stuff. I really can't yep. speak to the I can't speak to the, the conspiracy so much because I really haven't been into it. But all of a sudden yeah. it's been thrown in my face, like repeatedly within the last couple of weeks on multiple levels, first bill. And then I have a friend that I used to train with at American Top Team and, and she's sharing these videos with me and the, and the QA on all of a sudden, and I'm like getting overwhelmed. So I call my pastor, my pastor tells me, oh yeah. And she started going into Weinstein and mm. then I'm connected with, with these, like three top ministers that I never knew that they were like very like um, into this stuff. Perry Stone, Shuttlesworth and Jonathan Shuttlesworth and they're getting canceled and kicked off of YouTube and knocked off of Facebook. And President Trump is, has them come to his office to pray with them. And, and all of us like, we're, we're in the end times. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden I woke up I'm like, what's going on? And then early, my daughter wakes up and comes to me. She's, she's going to be 14 here next week. I, I'm like you. I got, like, kids out, out the wazoo, right? Yeah. Well, I bought I, most of mine, but whatever. Right? <laughs> and, and, it's a new uh, time. It's a new era. My, 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 my daughter comes to me, and she says, um, what do I say to my friend that asked me about being gay? What do I say to them? And, and so now, mm. we're, now I'm talking about, like, you're talking about the porn, and I'm, and you're talking about these things, and 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 so we're getting, we're there. My kids are getting these these issues of the world as teenagers. And I'll say, when I was a kid, I wasn't raised with anything but the streets. I was raised in Miami, so I was raised a little bit different. <laughs> I was raised a little. Yeah, I know Miami. I got a good friend from Miami. I'll <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I got a lot of worldly experience as a young person. Yeah. You know, and, and I didn't become a Christian until I was 17. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm having to explain these things to my daughter and how to, how, I'm like, having to explain, you know, what's going on. And, and now, and then it starts getting into doctrinal issues 
and they're trying to skew the word of God and this and that. And here we are, man. This is where we're at. I'm having a conversation with two guys I've never met and Bill somehow become really good friends with. <laughs> yeah, but and that's because we're we're open-minded people. I, I'm open-minded. Dan's open-minded. I don't know. I have literally no idea what Dan's religious beliefs are. Yeah. But me knowing Dan as a person, I can look Dan in the eye and be like, I believe in God. I believe that Jesus came to earth. And if Dan doesn't agree, he's going to go, cool, man, I accept that. But then we're going to have a logical conversation because he's not being brainwashed by all this nonsense, all of this eyes wide shut, all of this Satanism going on because he uses his brain and he can disconnect as a human being. He's, I, I, as an adult, I only know the military and we disconnect from the real world a lot. Me and Dan have had talks since he's gotten out. I'm like, dude, what's the real world like? And he says, it's, it's, it's way different. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but I mean, I'm at 33. I don't know the real world and the way people look at things. I just know what I'm told. And I've kind of been indoctrinated to believe that. And I'm, I'm finally starting to learn things on my own. Me and my wife, my wife's the one who brought me to Christ. Um, you know, we've had our ups and downs as Christians. It's, you know, it's a, it's a growing thing. I can read the Bible and I'll say, yes, this makes perfect sense. No, that makes no sense. I just, I, I choose to trust it because, you know, I have an OI in front of me from the military that says, this is the way it is. This is the way it's always going to be. So I pick up a Bible. I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is the way it is. This is the way it's always going to be. It's easy for me, but her, she has questions. And so we kind of go back and forth on all that. I lost my train of thought, unfortunately. I've had a lot of concussions for those of you listening, uh, multiple trips to Iraq lots of explosions anyways um but oh god i completely lost my train of thought i'm so sorry guys you're perfect man. But, so yeah we're, we're talking about you're, you're talking about uh you're talking about you know satanism and you know, people want to believe in something and the path that you know jesus laid forth before us it isn't easy you know, I'm a man. I I have my my main sin. I know what it is. I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to say it, but I know what it is and I address it with myself and I address it with Christ. But then I talk to people. I had a I had a conversation this morning. I went into work early because we're still working, mission essential, and I start I went down rabbit holes with Google. And after about an hour, I had to walk away from my computer and I went to talk to a colleague of mine and he started talking about Satanism. And he goes, man, one of our other friends Googled Satanism and it says, you know, you can do this. Like if somebody comes in your house and disrespects you, you can kill them. I'm, I'm down with that. If you come in my house and disrespect me, I'm totally okay with killing you. I mean, it speaks to my heathen self. But as a Christian, I'm like, no, that's wrong from the other cheek. So these people are either – they're being drawn to Satanism because it just – it appeals to us as our born sinning nature because we're born sinners, and you have to come to Christ through your own, you know, admiration, whatever. And, uh, you know, you, you have to choose that. I chose to come to Christ at 26 years old, and I've had setbacks, and I've messed with that. But 
it's Satanism paints this beautiful picture. If you 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 come to my house and you know disrespect me, I'll kill you. I understand that. If I look at a woman and I want to have her, I can go have her. That that speaks to me. It's easier than being a Christian. So I'm kind of what I'm thinking right now is our actors and media leaning on what is easier to entice people or are they getting entrapped bill this comes back to the video with the general the epstein thing okay i'm in power i was tricked into having sex with a 14 year old and now i am your puppet to perpetuate the satanistic ideologies that is you know serve myself deal with it later you see am i way off base here or am i not so i think this goes back to the film again um, okay. Good. Gotcha. There, there are a lot of people, and it goes to intentional misinformation. And I think that you get that from Oliver Stone films. You get that from Netflix documentaries. Um, a lot of these documentaries and, and these films are created to misinform us. Again, not put us down the path of the most information. Why don't they mention Jay Dyer? Well, because Jay Dyer has a wealth of information and he names names. Um, and he questions things. Yes. Um, he's also, he's also uh, an Orthodox Christian. I don't know what, what necessarily that plays into it. I just can tell you that about him. Um, but he's, uh, he and, and guys uh, like Alex Jones have, are guys who have been saying names for a lot of years. And so you don't say their names because they're going to, they're going to give you the actual names. They can tell you all the information out there, right? That's kind of their job is to tell you. And when I say they, I, I mean, whoever that ambiguous overlord of, of how we receive our information, they, um, they have to tell us what they're doing. It's like a pack of cigarettes has to have its warning on there. Um, the, um, you know, the, the music, uh, you know, or the video game about violence has to tell you it's violent in the name, right? So you are making your choice. You are making the conscious decision to go down that, uh, down that path. You are doing this as, as, as a fully, uh, a fully thinking individual, right? Um, but if you, if you sell it to kids and you put in a package where it's like, it's more presentable to them, um, you know, or you slip it in uh, to the message, then that's what you do. And I think, I think um, institutions like Netflix exist to do that. And going back again to the film, when they don't mention, I don't remember them mentioning Isaac Cappy's name in that film at all. Um, there are also, uh, there's also a grip of names that you, you don't really say. Um, and, but no one's ever been sued for saying them. Um, but Isaac Happy, if you go down that rabbit hole, and, and he said the names. He said uh, names like Tom Hanks, like uh, Seth Green, like Steven Spielberg. He said all these names. Why wasn't it part of your awakening, including uh, the body count of guys like Isaac Happy? And there are more, there's, there's more than just him. Um, the Isaac Cappy rabbit hole is very intriguing. Um, and I don't know enough about it to speak offhand and present it. Like I'm, I'm a big ball of knowledge. Like I'm, like I'm, I don't know, Jason getting ready to tell me a story. Uh, cause Jason knows the stories. I don't have all of the information. Jason spent like 20 years 
knowing all of the information. I've been doing this for not nearly as long. Um, But the information is out there. And when you omit names, when you intentionally omit names or you intentionally loop names in, um, one of their shots in that, in that documentary, um, there's a, a shot of the Corbett Reports logo. Are, are any of you familiar with the Corbett Report? Mm-mm. Okay, so the Corbett Report is produced by a guy named James Corbett. He's out of Japan, and he does a lot of truth to power stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't touch any of the superstitious. He doesn't talk about cults in Hollywood. He doesn't do any of that. But somehow he does truth to power stuff. He tells you about where the corruption is and he provides links in the description to where he gets his information, where he cites his information. Now, in that loop of false media where they're trying to map independent versus um, CIA or, or, or um, government controlled media, somehow, for some reason in their little map of that, they looped him to like MSNBC, which is um, intentionally... Um, intentionally dishonest in uh in this independent journalist who exists off of like like patreon donations to this monster uh media conglomerate and you do that so that you can immediately um take away the credibility because you've you just whether intentionally or not you somehow in in took a, a piece of media a truth to power uh media source and you've discredited them intentionally by putting them next to msnbc um, so, uh, and then you look at Jeremy Corbett, um, uh, Jeremy Corbell, not Jeremy Corbett. Uh, there's, there's a whole weird intentional misinformation, um, spreading and, and there's a lot of interesting information in, in, I think in the film, but I think that a lot of it got it wrong or was intentionally disingenuous. I, I think there was definitely some. I mean, it would be pretty smart of them to do the, that disinformation campaign within the documentary. Just like you said with Isaac, you see his name was Isaac Cope? Isaac Cappy. Uh, Cappy. Isaac Cappy. He was in, he was actually in a Marvel film or two. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But I don't he, like Marvel. Well. <laughs> but he got woke, I guess you could say. Uh, um, yeah. He, uh, I guess he just started going on Instagram live and talking about who the pedophiles were. And he uh, committed suicide by jumping off of a bridge headfirst. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah did he, after, did he that, actually jump off it though? Well, that's impossible. Well, if you go headfirst, that means you didn't commit suicide. It's most likely murder. Um, I would right? I, look into. I'm just going to say, look into to Isaac Cappy because it's it's a pretty it's a the if he was done in, he was done really really dirty. Um, yeah. The social media aspect of it, I like. I want to throw on this. Do we, have any of you checked in on Chet Hanks? Chet Hanks, like the Tom Hanks' son? Yeah, the rapping son of Tom Hanks. No, I, I've never followed him on social media or anything. Okay, I, I check in on him every once in a while because he's Tom Hanks' kid and he's got that. And he's uh, spiraling. Uh, yeah, and he's, and he's got the Illuminati tattoo on his heart. Oh, does he? He does. It's great. Um, and it was prominently featured up until a couple days ago when he scrubbed his Instagram. He had a video on there where he was ranting about um, Trump supporters saying terrible things about his dad. Had a real, real open meltdown on social media. Anyone at home can look it up. It's, it's really interesting. But he took all those videos down. He took all the references down to his dad. Um, 
and, you know, and it's all about like he's got like nine images on his Instagram page. One of them is a photograph with a rapper by the name of Prodigy. Prodigy was a rapper who had an ongoing beef uh, with uh, Jay Z, uh, rumored occultist that he is. Uh, and Prodigy died under suspicious uh, circumstances. He allegedly choked on an egg. Um, there's look into it, but there's a picture of Tom Hanks with Prodigy. And under this, people are like posting comments. I don't know why he hasn't shut his comments off, but it's like people, uh, the, Pete, your dad's friends killed him. Um, well, your, da your dad's friends are behind his death. Um, but all the, the tattoo, the, like the tattoos obscured by like a bandana. Um, yeah, his, his Instagram page was scrubbed. Um, so imagine if, imagine it, and I don't want to say that any of the Tom Hanks stuff is true because it's terrible stuff and, and it would, uh, I don't know, would any of us be able to watch Toy Story anymore? Um, but um, if, imagine waking up and you find out like a healthy fraction of the United States feels that way about your dear old dad. Well. My dad's dead, so... <laughs> so is mine. I'd say my stepdad's a dear old dad. Yeah. Okay. But, no, I mean, even so... Yeah, I mean, my, my dad's dead, but if somebody gives my father a negative connotation, they're getting punched in the mouth. Quick as that. Um, my dad was... You know, he was in the Catholic seminary, and he chose. Thank God, otherwise I wouldn't be here. So good on you, Dad. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, God's well, Dad. Man. Yeah. But I remember asking him because I didn't know this for years. I think I was in my twenties when I found this out, and I was like, Dad, why did you get out of the seminary? You know, first of all, thank you, but why did you get out? <laughs> and he's like, Well, they're a bunch of weird dudes. I was like. All right, cool. And that's all he would say about it. Oh. And these, he did a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm going to try to bridge this. We may be going off subject again because that's, you guys know me, concussions. I'll say it again. I'm good at going off subject. Um, so my dad doesn't like to talk about a lot of things, but when my dad was younger, he had a pet goat. And I remember asking my dad, Dad, where did you get this goat? And he's like, oh, Fort Hood. And basically, if you guys watch, you know, in Out of the Shadows, they talk about Zoolander and the, you know, MK Ultra series was in that, right? Mm -hmm. So Hollywood's trying to tell us about things. Um, so Men Who Stare at Goats was actually a real army psychological project. Stubblebine, if you have never Googled General Stubblebine, Google General Stubblebine, Major General Stubblebine. Look up Third Eye you, Spies. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. you can do um, "Killing the Killing the Enemy's Mind" is another book that you can look up. And basically, my dad, as an army intelligence officer, was an aide for General Stubblebine, and he worked on the Men Who Stare at Goats program. Yeah. And my my dad stole a goat from the Men Who Stare, Stare at Goats program because they were trying to bend spoons, <laughs> and they were trying to kill goats with their minds. My dad felt bad, so he just took the goat. He wanted to save this goat's life. Um, but yeah, Wait. I I lost my train of thought again. See how that happens? Because I went go to we? the back, go to the back, the back, stubble bind back. 
Stubblebine back. Yeah, Stubblebine back. back. Ah, golly. Bill, I'm ruining your podcast, my podcast. Oh, you're, you're, you're perfect. You're perfect. Stubblebine came um, over to your house, remember? Yeah, well, Stubblebine did come to my house. Um, if the military ever asked me if I was hypnotized, I say no. But so in the mid 90s, I was, you know, tens. This dude. dude. Yeah. Man, hey, don't cop to anything right now. I would just I would just roll it back. But yeah, so this guy showed up and he he put his hands on me. He he put his hand on my back. Not on me. He put his hand on my back and I was I was Why do you moved. think he was hypnotizing you? <laughs> Anyways. No, but I remember very like I have very few very distinct memories of my childhood. But I met this guy and uh, he put his hands on my back and like for about two hours, I was in a trance, whatever. He didn't do anything. He just put his hand on my back and I was, I was in the zone. And I remember he took his hand off my back and you never, you ever had a dog for a long time and then you pull your hand away and the dog kind of snaps back into reality and just stares at you pleading to put your hand back on it. Yes. He did. I, I did that. He took his hand off and I stared at him and he put his hand back on me and I was back into that trance. He didn't do anything, just hand on me. And this guy is known for like, he claimed he could bend spoons with his mind. And I was reading part of the rabbit hole that I told you about earlier, Bill. I was reading a report and I actually sent out a message to a guy that I found online. Hopefully he replies back to me about Fort Huchuca. He was there at the same time as my father. And he was talking about Stubblebine showing up and bending spoons with his mind and part of the MK Ultra and all that stuff, seeing what our human minds can do beyond what we understand. Yeah. And he's, he said, I've, I've, he's seen spoons bent by street illusionists. He's seen spoons bent by, you know, uh, blowtorches. And these spoons that he saw was unlike anything he's ever seen before. So I reached out to this guy, and I'm kind of hoping to hear back from him. And if I do, Bill, you'll be the first one to know. Daniel will be the second. Jason, you probably won't hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll hear from Bill. He'll hear from Bill for sure. Yeah. But, God, I don't know how we got to this rant because that's what I do. You know what, Scotty? It's okay. You you just – it's fine. Thanks, Dan. You're from, you're from, you're from Georgia. It's all forgiven. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, bless my heart. <laughs> yeah, bless you. Oh, no. But, As I say that from Alabama right now, trust me, it ain't much better down here. Guys. If it wasn't for Mississippi, you'd be last. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But, Bill, I know. do we know how we got here? Can we reverse time like three minutes or not? <laughs> the listeners are going, what the hell are we doing? Um, yeah, dad, we were talking. We're talking, we're talking about dear dad, our dear old dad. Your dad was. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you got me off on this rant on dear dad. Thank you, Jason. Tom Hanks' son. Tom Tom Hanks, uh, by the way, yeah. he's got one of those Anunnaki heads, uh, one of those like long cone heads. He's got. I'm. I'm serious. Like, I feel like I feel like a weird old man creeping around this young man's Instagram page. <laughs> However, with that being said, the last time I checked, there was some gold. He had one of those long Anunnaki uh, cone head heads. Yeah. And like, and it's like, okay, I see it. Rita, Tom Hanks might be this dirty dark thing, and and. Uh, Rita Wilson might be lizard people. I get it. This is their thing. This is what they made. The lizard people and the and uh, and the creepster, um, or and that's, or, that's their that's their wrong. kid, right? Tom Hanks' yeah. kid is doing this. 
Yeah, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson's kid, uh, okay. Chet. Now, there was the other kid, Colin Hanks, who I don't think is Rita Wilson's kid. He was the one that was in Orange County uh, and occasionally goes on baking shows. I know that because yeah. my daughter watches baking shows. Um, so, talking about, you know, celebrities, and the, the movie said it, celebrities are the demigods of today, the Hercules, the Achilles, all of that. So... It, I was, at one point, uh, it was towards the end. Excuse me. Let's see. Towards the end, I started. I started seeing all this, and it made me think of about 2009. A quick excerpt came out in the news. Jada Pinkett Smith, at 13, had an Instagram photo that came out, and it was her at 13. Willow like, Smith. Uh, yeah, Willow sorry, Smith Willow. Like yeah, 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 Willow Smith. She was 13 at the time. And she was in a bed with a Moses oh. Arias, who was 20. Yeah, that's and the they, rap, it was a rapper. Got yeah, it. and they both kind of appeared nude and very inappropriate. Yeah. And, I mean, so those are our demigods saying, oh, she's 13, he's 20. They both brushed it off when the news finally got Jada Pinkett Smith to talk about it as her demigod self. She was like, they're my kids. I'm okay with whatever happened. Slasher is nothing sexual. And that was the end of story. Boom. Right. Whereas if I do anything in the slightest, like people are going to question me days because I'm nobody. You know what I mean? I don't have the pull of the demigods to so say, you know what I mean? Can, can I jump in? Sure. That's where you get into the idea of sacrifice. Um, you are sacrificing your children to whatever the whatever the higher goal, whatever the cause is. If this is something that you believe, um, then why wouldn't you uh, why wouldn't you commit your children to this if this is what you firmly believe? Now, there there are a lot of conspiracies around uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith, mm -hmm. Jason, and I have have discussed them at, at length. Uh, particularly the Will Smith stuff. Okay, well, forgive my ignorance. Sorry, can I time out you real quick and we can get back to it? Forgive my ignorance, but how does Will Smith, a rapper who's known for not swearing, go from being the known for not swearing rapper in the 90s, early 2000s, to having his daughter posing in highly seductive sexual positions with a much older man and be okay with it? Um, well, I don't know. Okay. Dwayne Wade's kid is a, is a girl. That kid's like what? How old is that kid? Like six or something? He's a uh -huh. just he's a fetus. Um, so Jason, <laughs> do you do you want to uh, do you want to address the Will Smith stuff? Because I thought you did a really good job of of addressing some of the Will stuff before. I can I can jump in if you want. Um, I remember what I said. Honestly, I think I was just rambling. Oh well, ran, I mean now that he had some time. Yeah, it was good. What, what comes to mind when you? I'll just interject. What comes to mind with the child sacrifice stuff is just um, Baal worship. Worshippers mm -hmm. of Baal. Um, worship. Yeah. No, I was going to say, please explain this. Worshippers of Baal. Uh, you, you. If you're going to, for those of you who've never heard Jason tell a Bible story, you're in for a treat. All right, Ooh. Jason. Yeah. School's in session. Ah. <laughs> right. Lord, help me. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. That was my prayer. Help me. All right. So, so like you think of like, say, um, uh, the prophet Elijah. Mm -hmm. 
Have you heard of him? Elijah okay. Muhammad? No. <laughs> no, no, no. The prophet oh. in the Old Testament, Elijah, not Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was being that was a dead serious question. I was looking around. Okay. No, no. I'll, the, I'll mail you a Bible tomorrow. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. I like how you pulled that f bomb. By the way, you're like, oh, oh, I can't tell. No, I'm not gonna cut. Good job, Daniel. You're an angel. So he was pre the prophet was he was preaching against uh, them having Jezebel. Y'all heard of Jezebel? Yeah, yeah. she was a prostitute, right? Or, or a whore, well, or whatever. Here's the thing: she wasn't a prostitute. She was a queen. And she married the king of Israel. Okay. And and she her people were worshipers of Baal. Uh, Baal. Baal. And uh how do you spell that? B-A-A-L. Okay. Yeah. And so <laughs> and so uh so so he was telling them, you know, you have to repent. You've caused the children of Israel to fall into sin and to start worshiping idols. And they started sacrificing their children to these idols and to this god Baal. And and uh, and so he declared that it was going to be um, like a famine, to where there was going to be no rain for three years. And he he didn't name that many years. He says there's going to be no rain until I say so. And sure enough, there was no rain. And then and then uh, and then he, he says I'm going to put on this big contest. And he puts on, he goes, and the king at that time, his name was Ahab. And he, and he meets with King Ahab, and, and he tells him, we're going to do a contest to see whose God is real. You bring the prophets of Baal, and I'll just bring myself. And so Jezebel had already been sacrificing um, the prophets of God, all the ministers of God, the priests. She'd been killing them by the hundreds. And, and Elijah felt like he was the only one left. And uh, he wasn't. There was there were several in hiding. They were hiding. They were hiding in caves. And so he puts on this big contest, and he says, "So we're going to sacrifice this bull. And the first one, God, to call to cause the bull to catch on fire, um, you know, their God's the real God. So they have like three hundred prophets of Baal out there, and they're cutting themselves. They're doing sacrifices. They do. They have orgies." They're doing all of this stuff, worshiping their to try to get Baal to, to catch this bull on fire. And, and Elijah, he starts mocking him. He says, maybe your God's asleep. Maybe your God just can't hear you. Maybe, he starts, he's, he's, maybe you need to scream a little bit louder. Maybe you need to cut yourself a little bit more. And he's mocking them repeatedly, repeatedly. This goes on for like days. And then he goes, he goes it's my turn. So then he gathers 12 stones to make an altar. To, and the 12 stones represent the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he digs a trench around the, the altar. Then he brings the, the bull and he puts the bull on top of the, the altar and he sacrifices it. And all these things mean something. They all, in, 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 and I can get to that in a bit. Then he puts that, the, the bull on the altar. And then he says, go get water gets these water down, they had very little bit of water left. Water was worth money at that time because it hadn't rained in so long. And they pour the water over the bull, and he says, and pour it into the trench, everything, water, cover it with water. And everybody's like, how's it going to catch on fire? And, he, and it sounds like he's being like kind of prideful or egotistical about how great God is, right? 
on my God so great that he could even catch a bull that's wet on fire. And then he says a simple prayer. He says, God, you've heard my prayer. Show yourself today. And fire comes down from heaven. Boom. Fire hits the altar and consumes the, 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 the bull, the sacrifice. And then Baal says, um, you know, the Lord is God. And then all the children of Israel are watching. And they, and they start shouting, the Lord is God. And then he sees all these prophets of Baal. And he says, today God is, is, has proved himself real. And Elijah picks up a sword and he chops off 300 prophets of Baal's heads. And then he runs to the edge of a cliff and he bows down with his head between his knees and he starts saying, is there a cloud coming? Because God's sending the rain. And, and his little, he has a helper and the guy's like, no. And he keeps praying. And then all of a sudden a, a little cloud comes on the distance and then he starts pouring rain. He tells Ahab to get on his chariot and he goes, go back to the kingdom and tell him rain's coming. The Lord sent rain. And then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God comes upon him, and he runs faster than the horse, and he beats Ahab to the to to the cast to the uh, kingdom. All right. Um. At that time, what was I talking about? Baal. They get there, and Jezebel's like, uh, you know, this is this is uh this is God did this, and Ahab's like, no, it wasn't it wasn't Baal that did it. It was it was Jehovah God. It was the Lord God that did it, and so. She, she gets mad and she starts putting on a pursuit to go kill him. And then um, Elijah prophesies that she's going to be killed. And, and God tells uh, Elijah to go to this place. And God, and it's, a, it's, it's a crazy story because he goes on this long journey. And, he, and God feeds him. These angels come to him and feed him. And then these ravens come to him and feed him. And then he goes to this, ca mm -hmm. this cave. It's a mountain cave. And it's certain... It's the same mountain that Moses went to. It's the same mountain that, so he goes to this mountain and, and God gives him this revelation and there's fire and there's thunder and there's a storm. And he says, God, he says to Elijah, am I in the fire? And, and Elijah says, uh, no. And he says, uh, you know, and it comes down that, that God whispers and he says, I'm in the still small voice. And, and so God whispers to him. He does, he's, it's not like this loud, thunderous, boisterous voice. And God whispers to him. And he says, I want you to go to this town and you're going to anoint this guy named Jehu and he's going to be king. And so Jehu was like this general and everybody knew Jehu because when Jehu rode a horse in the town, he rode it at 100%. He came in and he was like a commanding dude. He was aggressive and he was known for being like the, the, the man, right? And he said, so anoint him king. So he goes, he doesn't really get to that. He says, first you're going to stop off, stop off you're going to anoint Elisha. And and it, to make a long story even longer, he ends up, Elisha ends up anointing Jehu down the road. And Jehu comes back into town and the prophecy, he gave a, Elijah gave a direct prophecy that Jezebel would die and she would fall from a tower and she would be eaten by dogs. And sure enough, that's what happened. Jehu runs to town, he, dry, he throws a spear, all these crazy things. Jehoshaphat is this other king of Judah, and he gets in because Israel was split at that time, and 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 it's, they're at war, and this stray arrow gets away and hits King Ahab through his like breastplate right here, and and he was disguised as a normal soldier because he didn't want to be killed, and somehow one arrow got shot and it and it, and it hit and it hit him, and so he was killed, and then and Jezebel was pushed out of her her window out of her tower. If you can picture like a Rapunzel type thing, and she hits the floor, and before the people could get to her, a bunch of dogs ate her whole body. 
and there was nothing left. So Jezebel is like a spirit. And so the spirit of Jezebel is repeated in prophecy and it's repeated in, in, in Revelation and, and especially in the South. So if you, so I, I, yeah, I went to- Amen, Bible, brother. I went to Bible college in the South. I went to, I went to Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee. And, uh, and nice. so, so when you call somebody, when a woman says, oh, he, she's a Jezebel, she ain't not, you know she's not a trustworthy person. It's just not a person you, you just, you don't name your daughter Jezebel, right? It's just, it's just not a name that, that's good about with women. So, so the, she represented the worshipers of Baal. And Baal was this God that was worshiped throughout um, biblical history. And even unto today, I've heard preachers talk about the millions and millions and millions of, of abortions that have taken place as people are sacrificing their children to, to bail for, for self-gratification. So can I ask a question though, just from like an ignorant perspective? Yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah. It, like seriously, because I, I mean, I, I complete, I follow the story. So are you saying, what is the version of Baal today? What is Baal today? What is the I, new religion? I guess you could say that people are following. I feel like it's money. And I feel like, so, so Jesus said, it's God, you can't serve two, you can't serve two masters. You either hate one and love the other. He says, you can't serve God or mammon. And it's weird that he says mammon, because mammon is, 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 is money. And, and, he, and Jesus is constantly talking about people losing their soul for money. So I feel like this, 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 this greed, this, it's always been that. It's always been power. I mean, even in Star Wars, they're, they're the Sith, you know, is always going for more power, right? It's like, it's always for, for more self. I like to tell the, the kids, when I teach the kids, that the word sin, the, le the middle letter of sin is I. And so it's when it's like, it's all about yourself. Yeah. It's all about me. It's, it's, it's going to be, you're going to sacrifice something so you can get ahead, right? If you're, going, if you're on a trail and a bear is chasing us, somebody's going to break your leg and keep running, right? Oh, yeah, I'm knocking all three of you down. I'm out. <laughs> I've run a sub five-minute mile, brother. You're done. But <laughs> well, I, I, have, I, I do have a quick – because, like, I guess it gets down to anything. I think we've all seen that – because I grew up Roman Catholic um, in extent of that. I was also in a cult for a couple of years, long story, but it was a – yeah, true story. Yeah, and if Bill, you ever want to have lit up, yeah. We can get into. I was in a legit uh, Roman Catholic cult that was excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church for how crazy this stuff got up there. I had to fight kids at lunch to survive. Yeah, stuff got wild up there, man. Um, I was crucified. Great, crazy stuff. So, uh, what I can say is, I mean, it's wild. Uh, but there is a. Um, perversion of even religion right because you have bad people everywhere yes so we look at the vatican as an example where they build these massive buildings of um, that are worth millions and millions of dollars that is just ridiculous that doesn't need to be there to show that you're you know the love of god or the power of god right and it's such a it's such an archaic old system and i may not be catholic i'm kind of indifferent right now i'm kind of i don't know what i am right you know i'm, I'm getting older I think more about these. I have to sit there and ask you a very simple question. What is more important? The faith that you have within yourself or the faith that is being told to you? 
And like, so like I'm being, I've been told my whole need to talk to a priest. I need to get on my knees and pray to the, and have the priest be able to somehow have a telephone line to God up there, you know? And then like, I'm all of a sudden like absolved. He's like my tax guy, you know, like that's what a priest is. Give me I three Hail Marys. And <laughs> yeah, the, you know, you know, yeah. 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 No three doubt. Hail Marys, couple our fathers, you know, and then you're good to go. You're, you're good for this season, but it's definitely an interesting aspect. And I was wondering from your perspective as a pastor, um, and especially a youth pastor involving with a lot of young children that obviously are very confused, I'm sure about religion, a lot of them. What would you be your message to someone even like myself? What is your message to someone who's like, I don't, I don't believe in the, the big church, the buildings and the, the priests and, the, and the everybody. I feel like there has to be a closer communication to God. And do you think we need, like, what is your opinion on that? You know what I mean? Am I, I don't know if I said that good, but you did. I'm trying. I'm tracking. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love it, man. Um, so that's a, that's a great question. One that I love to answer. So I like that you said they're preaching faith. So Jesus said, everybody's giving a certain measure of faith. Everybody. So faith, faith is the, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about faith. Um, it's the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. That's what, so if, so I'm sitting on this, I'm sitting on this chair right now, right? Yeah. And I just have faith that it's just going to hold up by the action of me sitting on it. I show my faith by my action, by sitting on it. And I'm just hold. I believe, I'm not hoping, I believe that it's going to hold me. First of all, I'm, I'm not 300 pounds, so I know it will be able to hold me. I've seen these folding chairs just, flat out go down by big people but um wait hold on we can still hear you okay so i, I have an incoming call i'm gonna cancel this well, not cancel this i'm gonna wait till this back <laughs> oh here it goes it gotta decline all right all right okay back. okay so so we each of us have a little everybody has a faith inside of them it's not it was you were born with it I can't teach you faith. I can't, you already have faith inside, but it grows. So our faith grows by the word of God and hearing the word of God. And the, so the word of God spoken, or it has to be spoken. Here's a weird thing. Through you, you have to, you have to speak the word of God. I can't just speak it to you. You have to speak it. So when I know this is going to get crazy and we're just talking crazy and, and Bill's giving me the time to talk. So when, when God breathed the breath of life, man, that breath of life was, your, he gave you the ability to speak his word. So when Adam named the animals, he didn't name the animals. He called them forth. He spoke them forth. When the Bible says that God is not a man, that he cannot lie. So it's like, God can't lie. Let me explain it. If I were to take, so... If I were to take, say, like, uh, this heavy bag right here, if I were God and I'd say, this heavy bag is now white, this heavy bag's white. We can obviously see it's black. But if I say it's white, it would immediately turn white. Because God, when he speaks, things happen. So, he's so his, his speaking of truth automatically make things come into reality, in a sense. Exactly. So right. he spoke light, and light hasn't ever stopped. He, spoke, he said, let there be light, and it wasn't the sun. It was light. Uh, and I'll get into that. That's a whole other thing. I, 
Okay, so now when it comes down to faith and the priesthood and all that, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it said, God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He calls us a royal priesthood. So what does that mean to be a priest is, is that we have direct communication with God. Right now I'm talking directly with you. I pressed the button and it gave me direct access with the, with the email and all that stuff. It gave me direct access to you guys. And we're talking. We're having a conversation right now. We have direct access to God through the blood sacrifice of Jesus. What does that blood sacrifice mean? I'm going to get right back to, to Elijah, just because I use it. For, you can, I can take any instance in the Bible, any story, and it always points to Jesus. So Elijah, when he took those 12 stones and he built that altar, he rebuilt that altar, and he set the, the, the animal sacrifice up, right? The first sacrifice, when he sacrificed that bull, was the blood offering. So it says there's no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. When Adam sinned, he tried to cover himself up with leaves. Those were his own works. That would be him trying to do his Our Fathers, Our Marys, his good works, giving money, giving, doing some good works to try to work his way up to heaven. Right? So that it didn't work. So God had to cover him with animal skins. There was an animal sacrifice. Something had to pay the punishment for his sin. His sin was disobedience. It wasn't eating a fruit. It was disobeying God. And that's what sin always boils down to. Are you being obedient or are you dis disobedient? So then the next one, after Elijah sacrificed the bull and the blood was there, he washed it with water. In, uh, in James, it, calls, it, it says, uh, not James, it's the cleansing of the, we have to cleanse ourselves with the washing of the word of God. We renew our minds. In Romans 12, it says, renew your mind with the word of God. We have these avenues and thought processes that happen that are being trained that we watched on that video and how we're being trained all the time. But if we read the word and we pray and we meditate on the word and we as priests ourselves see God and communicate with God, he renews our mind and he washes and cleanses us of these things that we cannot unsee, right? Or, or these images or anything. And he helps us to view the world how he views the world. And then... The last one was the fire. So the fire was the brazen altar. So in the tabernacle of God, you had the blood sacrifice, you had the laver where they would wash their hands. And the laver was built uh, with, this is when the Israelites left Egypt. They, God gave Moses the commandment to make a tabernacle. And there was the blood sacrifice. And then there was the laver where they would wash the blood over themselves. So the labor was made from the mirrors of the women that they took away. They were given all the gold and silver from Egypt. And they made this labor. It's a pool, like a little, like a bird pool type thing, to wash their, their hands and their face of, off the blood. Um, was made from the pool, those mirrors. And in James, it talks about the word of God being like a mirror. So if you look at the law of God and you don't, and you don't see, you can't see yourself, you can't correct yourself. So you look at a mirror, you clean yourself up. You're supposed to look at the Bible and correct yourself. So when we, they wash their hands after the black blood sacrifice, they, they correct themselves with the word of God. And then comes the fire was the brazen altar. And then the brazen altar, after they burnt, they took the sacrificed animal and they put it on the brazen altar, just like Elijah did. And then after the fire came the presence of God. 
in the promise of God, which was the rain that came right after. Actually, it came after he sacrificed the, 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 the prophets of Baal. So what happens is after the sacrifice and the cleansing and the renewing and burning, we have to get rid of things that are destroying our lives, that are causing us to worship idolatry. I would go as far, so far as to say, I tell, tell my family and my kids, we, we're always researching what we're watching. What is it? There might be an idol in my house. There might be something in my life that, that is giving glory to Satan, and I don't know about it, and I got to get it out. So we have to make these sacrifices. There may be friendships in our life that are not um, uplifting to us, and they're pulling us down. We have to not. We have to get rid of those 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 relationships. Or maybe somebody, you know, we're men. You might be talking to a woman that 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 you shouldn't be talking to, right? Or something that's, that's definitely right. You, that. have, you, you have to Military. get get rid yourself of these evil things. And then after that, after they have all of that done, the priest will go into what was called the, the, the Holy of Holies. And within the Holy of Holies, they had the menorah, they had the showbread, and, they, and, then, uh, and then they would go into this, this, behind this curtain, it was a veil. And, and behind that curtain, if you remember the Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's the ark, two cherubim angels facing each other, and it's called the mercy seat. And that in that in that box that the Ark of the Covenant was made of acacia wood, and then overlaid with gold, and then the top of the top of piece of it was solid gold, and uh, not like the TV show. And then and so and inside of that that Ark was the Ten Commandments and the staff that Aaron had, and it would bud, and it was from an almond tree, and a blood bud uh, every once in, every once in a while whenever it happened. And that's a whole other, everything points to Jesus. This is craziness. <laughs> so, so then, uh, so, so when we think about being a royal priesthood, when we enter into prayer, we're coming in covered with the blood sacrifice that Jesus made at the other. So when he died on the cross and the sky became dark and, and the earthquake shook the earth, it split the temple. And the, alt, the curtain was ripped in half, the veil, and made way for everybody to go to the Holy of Holies. Not just the high priest, everybody. The peasants, the Romans, the centurions, everybody has access to heaven through the blood of Christ. So that, that means you and I both can right now just talk to Jesus, talk to God because of his sacrifice that he paid for us. And it's Man, it's it's uh that's that's where the devil keep people blind. They don't he doesn't want anybody to know that truth. And then once you have access to that, your spirit is born again, and you're given that breath to speak the word of God and to speak blessings into your life and speak blessings into people's lives, and you become a minister of the Lord when you become a Christian, when you when you accept that that right there and the it's term beautiful man was given it's to beautiful. christians by other people in the book of acts it's not like they came a, a gang name overnight with right. a christian they just go out tagging no they, i don't know Jason, did that help the question yeah no that's definitely a, it's very informative there's a lot of good uh things i like the <laughs> i guess what you could say is the how you described how when jesus died in the earthquake and it split the veil and the temple it's an interesting perspective. I hadn't heard 
Because I did grow up Roman Catholic till I was 18. Um, but that's interesting. It's definitely giving me some stuff to think about, man. And I do appreciate you taking your time out of your day to, uh, to, to talk about it. It's really interesting. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Oh, go ahead, Bill. I see so, your hand raised because so, I heard sorry, I heard Dan yelling at his cousin for hands raised and him taking, you know what I mean? Dan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, we have had his hand raised for our podcast. We're all children. We can't no, <laughs> we have to like go, hey, I'm my turn. But go ahead. Uh, well, I just I had, had a, I something to add to Jason's expertism point. Um, go ahead. So I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry. I just uh I was curious and this is gonna seem off trap uh off topic, but the supplements behind you, <laughs> is that a sponsor of yours? And if so, would yeah, you like to give a them a shout out? Give them a shout give them a shout out right now. I will, man. ASC uh, is a great company, ASC Supplements. Um, um, Veteran-owned, and they're amazing. And these are the, the purest products that you're going to find on the market. And really because, you know, when you ever go buy a pre-workout or you do whatever, not to mention, Jason, come on, yep. man. When, when have you seen – this is a little Satanist. I know we just got off talking about this, but this is the uh, – but when, when, when have you ever seen a pre-workout product that is designed specifically for the Hispanic community? I mean, just look at these things. <laughs> El Jefe, Sicario, classy-looking stuff. We got, you know, intra-workouts, EAAs, hitter pump pre, Boston pre-workout. Good stuff. No, but seriously, the guy's killing it. He's selling in England, Australia, all over the world. Um, he, just, good dude. he just hit his first his first month selling 1,000 orders recently. Nice. This Very guy cool. is about to take off, and I don't want to tell you now. And give it a I'll, I'll give him pro- – I've never used his products, but knowing him as a human being, I would – I drink black coffee before I work out, but I would support him without having his products because I know him as a human being. He's yeah. open. He's honest. He's a good person. Yeah. But, um, he's, the, he's the coolest mm-hmm. dude I know. All right. What's the name of the company the again? Okay. It's uh, it's ASC Supplements. You go to ASA as an Alpha Sierra Charlie Supplements, ASC Supplements.com, and you can find all this stuff on there. All right. Now, do you have a super duper sweet ass promo code that uh, people who are listening right now can type in and yes. get a discount? Yeah, it's a uh, Zoobox twenty five. We'll get you twenty five percent off at your at your checkout. That's a big number. That is, uh, I mean, you, you see a lot of ten percent. You see a lot of you see a couple of five percent, but twenty five percent. He's a good friend. He's a I, good friend. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> yes, he is. Um, so that's uh, all right. ASE, ASC supplements. Yeah, ASC. ASC. All right. <laughs> All right, very cool. I want to make sure that we got that in and that uh, that we're all. No, covered. I appreciate it, man. I I always, you know, I'm not sponsored by Jameson yet, but give, you're give just it an alcoholic. Time. It's cool. Yeah, it's just nah. no problem, man. <laughs> tomato I, potato. I, I did want to bring one thing up that has been kind of on my mind throughout this podcast. Shoot. Okay. Okay. Now we've been talking about multimedia or the mainstream media and, and all this uh this evil stuff and i just want to and i just want to say something and this is my main thing as to why it's good that we are aware that it's there and the main reason why we're aware is because of the constitution of the united states and i think that's really important like i don't like satanism okay like i'm not supporting satanism but there is the religious freedom in America that allows people to go be Satanists, unfortunately. Um, but we have to ask ourselves, like, 
is that an acceptable thing in America as far as should we legally allow them? It, ooh, real quick. So the very last note I have on my paper, so is I was looking at the Satanism and I said, when does taboo Satanism become too far is the very last thing I wrote. Okay. So and Satanism. That, that, yeah, that's an interesting point because what was it like a couple of years ago? Didn't they want to put the Beelzebub or whatever uh, statue next to the Ten Commandments at some state house, some courthouse a couple of years ago? I know they were arguing to have it there. Um, whatever they, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, as far as a constitutional country, like, like Jason, you have your right to go preach your religion, and no one should be able to stop you from doing that. And the same thing with Satanists. I don't agree with what they're saying. They're obviously not very nice people, but I'm just saying from a legal constitutional perspective, how do you guys view this type of stuff? So if, oh, can I, can I jump this quick first? So Jason said his whole spiel and I was ready to go off on my spiel of religion, which is Christian, but it's different from what Jason sees. You know what I mean? Three of the four people in this conversation have been in the military. We took an oath to defend the Constitution, saying people can have their own rights, which means we accept the fact that what I believe isn't what Jason believes, isn't what Bill believes, isn't what Dan believes, but I'm not going to turn my back on any three of you. Jason could be, Jason could be a heathen you know, Satanist, Bill can be a Buddhist, Dan can be whatever Dan wants to be, a pagan, whatever. The point is, at the end of the day, I'm still going to support you as a American and as a human being. Yeah, I won't I think, ever... Okay, okay, but hold on. That's what our okay, constitution, if, that's what our constitution if, okay, says, hold on. Hold, yeah, it does. But what let's say, like, I think what Jason was kind of getting at, and Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but if there's someone in your life that is not good for your life, not being productive, you can have friends that you disagree with. I would imagine this is just me speaking for you, Jason. I'm sorry. Tell me if I'm wrong. But like, if I'm in your life and I'm like sacrificing my goats on your front lawn and burning crosses, you probably aren't going to want to be friends with me. All right. Jason, like I'm just saying. Jason, can I take this one? Do it. Do it. Okay. All right, man. So I'm going to get on my Christian high horse. So it's Jesus a terrible neighbor, by the way. I mean, okay. not the nicest guy. No, if you're <laughs> sacrificing uh, goats and burning crosses in his yard, that you are a terrible neighbor. You are infringing <laughs> on his property, uh, and that's—I mean—that's I mean, that's where your Second Amendment and First Amendment kind of become things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry to to, to interject. That, um, no, well worth it. Besides the fact that it's a terrible neighbor, I have a terrible neighbor. All right, and we'll go into that if you guys want. Remind me about my terrible neighbor. Anyways, Jesus did not spend his time with the good Christian people. Jesus hung out with the lowlifes and the tax collectors. I'm a Christian. I spend the majority of my time with people who do not believe in God. Mm -hmm. one, of, one of my subordinates, I'm not going to say his name, is completely anti-God. Me and him talk about it every now and then. We don't get fussy. But he says, I don't think your beliefs in God are correct. And I say, I don't think your beliefs in no God are correct. And we will have intelligent conversations and then we'll walk away. And every now and then it comes up, but we never get fussy at each other. So him believing that he can go out drinking, gallivanting, cheating on his wife is not a friend I should have. But me as a yeah. Christian, I'm going to keep being his friend because 
me and, me and my wife talked about this earlier. Even if, Jason, I'm sorry, but even if the Bible is a crock, it gives us kind of a good guideline to live by. It's more I mean, guidelines read, for sure. Yeah. I read my Bible. My Bible says, don't go kill people. Don't go cheat on my wife. Uh, you know what I mean? And those are things that I can understand. I'm not going to say I've, I've never been, you know, not tempted to go cheat on my wife. I've never been not tempted to go and just punch somebody in the face because I don't like them. But the Bible, those people, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, once or twice. Anyways, but so the Bible gives me as a person that kind of moral guideline. And yes, I do believe at the back half that there is a God. And I'm willing to accept if you don't believe there's a God, I accept that that's what you believe because we're Americans and we're supposed to be rational. We don't have a government forcing right. this is the truth down your throats. We don't have China saying every Westerner is bad. Spit on them when you see them. We're Americans. We're allowed to have our train of thought. At least we used to be. But now it's left versus right, Democrat versus Republican. Anyway, but for the longest time, you could be Buddhist, Judist, heathen, whatever you want to be. And as long as, you know, you accept that's who that person is, accept that person for who they are. You can try to change them. If they don't want to listen, that's on them. I talk to them as a human being. You know what I mean? That's a good way to look at it, honestly. It's, I, I've been doing this for years. I mean, when I first met my wife, um, Bill, you knew me pre-marriage. I was... <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> Dan, you didn't, so Dan did not know me. I, I met you. Years. You were what? You got married when? Before I met you. Well, I know. Um, okay. Two thousand and ten. I got married in two thousand ten. Yeah, so a couple years. You're before. a heathen. Yeah. That's uh, without without going into too much detail. There's um. <laughs> I mean, I'm not without going into too much detail. Like I don't know how you don't have more kids, or or I'm not so sure that you don't have more kids actually. Oh, we're, oh, whatever. I mean, that's um, a lot of a lot of bad decisions. Uh, a lot of decisions. I don't know that you probably wouldn't make now were made then. Uh, but I think that no, that's also part exactly. of and, um Yeah, and it's part of being a human. It's part of being open to what other people have to say. But your Tiffany, journey to Christ might be different than somebody else's, or Jason's yeah, journey to Christ, yeah. or whoever. And right? you know, Jason is. Jason was talking about Elijah, the Old Testament. He got into money, which is consumerism, which is bail. And I mean, I, yes, I'm a Christian. I have a huge issue with mainstream churches because I, me personally, I feel like a lot of mainstream churches, they push tithing and overtithing down your throats, trying to get your money out of you. And then they build the big things like you see in Catholicism churches. So you asked him, hey, is it what you're taught or what you learn? For me, it's kind of what I learned on my own. I grew up in a family that said, yes, God is a thing. We don't acknowledge glorified religion. Eventually, I went to a solid stand-in church, and I went there for many years. I was like, all right, the church makes sense. And then I started peeling back the layers of the onion, and now I'm back to kind of... I, I agree with some of it, but more or less, he said, you know, there's an open communication between me and God. I, I pray every night. I pray every morning when I wake up. And it's not always super long. It's nothing 
huge or elaborate. Most times it's like, good morning, God, I love you. Thank you for this day. God, thank you. I'm falling asleep next to my wife and not Bill Baker. Thank you for this night. <laughs> you know what I mean? But so prayer doesn't have to be this huge elaborate thing, but there is an open communication. And two times in my life, two times I have literally heard God say something to me. One of the most vivid ones is there was a rocket attack in Iraq. There are rockets coming in. There was a job that needed to be done. I was halfway to where I needed to be and I panicked. And I, I squatted down and I stopped what I was doing because I couldn't do it. And God at that moment spoke to me. He said, get up, keep going, do your job. It's going to be okay. And I got up and I kept going and I did everything I was supposed to and I earned other people bronze stars. <laughs> and it's, it's something that's hard for me to explain. And if you've never heard it, I, and before I heard it, I would not believe you. I would look at you in the face and say, you're lying to me. But once you do hear it, and if you accept that that's what you heard, then you believe it. Um, yeah. Now, so we go way back to the U.S. Constitution of you believe what you want to believe. Dan, if you think the devil is talking to you and the devil's telling you to go do boogaloo stuff, go do it. But what I ask is when I want to have an open, honest conversation with you and I want to say, hey, man, this is what I believe. Listen to what I say. And when you say this is what you believe, I will stop and I will listen to what you believe. Yeah. doesn't mean you have to accept it. And too many people have fallen away from that. I think that's true. I think that's yeah. true, but you got to look at someone like, is this a, a mainstream example, which I think everyone's pretty aware that Kanye kind of came out as a Christian. It's like, he made a whole mm -hmm. album dedicated to God. And there's your which demigod. Was, which I thought was interesting. Not that I, I don't really know much about the situation. There you go, Bill. I yeah. see him. He's, he's edging in, dude. <laughs> So like, all right, like, what do you think about that, Bill? About ahead, Kanye, Bill. who used to be like, what? I'm a god, all this stuff. I know he, so crucifixion so imagery. I do believe, uh, I do believe that that Kanye is faking the funk. I do like that he did not show up to Joel Olstein's uh, Easter Sunday gathering. That does kind of warm the mm -hmm. heart because I think that Joel Olstein is probably. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not a person who should judge anyone's Christianity. It's not what I do. I'm, I'm not very good at that. But Joel Olstein, any, anyone who, I don't know, is in charge of their own bureaucracy scares me. Um, yeah. yeah. Like if if, if like you're – man, there's a whole lot of that that is, is very, very questionable. Now, um, so going back to the original question that, that was posed to kind of Jason, like I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the freedom of speech. We had a situation – here in Kenai, Alaska, over the course of the last couple of years, involving the Church of Satan, uh, the Church of Satan, being able to say a prayer before uh, a borough assembly meeting. Now, it got to the point where um, uh, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster was able to give a speech. Um, Heck yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, they they sort of took the position that um, if you want to, uh, if you want to just do it. Just get out. Just get it over with. We're here. Just, yeah. Um, if you, I guess if, if you can write off, uh, you know, write it off on taxes, then why not? Um, but it, with the, um, with uh, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, it exists almost to mock religion. And, and it does. Like it, if we're, we're being 100% honest, 
Um, and that's, so, um, that goes back to freedom of speech and freedom of religion being wrapped up in, in one of the same. Um, you could say whatever you want. Um, you have to be willing to take responsibility for the things that you say. Um, but because this is all going back to to the film uh, Out of Shadows, um, I think that what they're doing when they present the idea of Satanism in this, they, they talk about Anton LaVey. If, if you do any kind of research into Anton LaVey, yeah. he, was a, he was a fraud. You, the Church of Satan, on their website, they have a list of the myths associated with Anton LaVey, uh, who his parents were, saying that he worked for um, the uh, San Francisco Police Department. Say um, he took, and, and he admitted to, uh, to being a fraud. He said, that's kind of what Satan does. Um, you know, it was a big old, it was this big old cop out. Um, it's like, uh, that, but that's who, I don't think any of the, what you're seeing is actually real, real Satan worshiping. Um, you have, uh, the, the, in the film they referenced, um, Eddie Murphy interacting with, um, Sammy Davis Jr. And Sammy Davis Jr. being an avowed yeah. Satanist. Um, they didn't break out the real stuff. All right. The real stuff is is stuff like uh, Saturnalia. Um, you know who? Uh, what is that? Saturnalia. What is that? So uh, I'm going to reference a, a Rascast verse, and I, I might be a little bit off, but December 25th. No, yeah, send it. The day, yeah, was uh, was initially uh, Saturnalia. It was a pagan holiday. That was why we uh, why we went to that originally it's why we went to december 25th because uh the pagans were already celebrating the day anyway why not just uh just take them in just bring them all into the fold of the of the 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 church um so there are there's a large group of people uh that are into like saturn worship i'm not familiar enough to to dive into that but i will say that if they're going to lead you, if they're not going to tell you where the good information is, um, they're not going to, they're not going to cite their sources, but the people that they are going to cite are highly questionable. Um, Which is like that woman, right? That you said. Yeah. Liz, Liz, Liz Cronking. Yeah. So by the way, you can all look into that judge, uh, you know, generate your own opinion. Um, but if you are telling me that this is the good shit, and I'm watching that, and I know that to not be the good, the good information. I know the better information is over here. I know that you are withholding a lot of stuff. Then I have to wonder what your agenda is. What is your actual agenda? If you are, say, discrediting someone like uh, um, James Corbett, um, meanwhile, the the lady that said that uh, JFK is alive and he's Q, you're, she's the lady that. You were, you know, you're you're giving her we, the noise. We don't talk about we don't talk about JFK with me here. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's a whole other one. Um, you know, look up E. Howard Hunt. Um, there's 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 a lot of JFK stuff that we're intentionally not told, and it goes to um, it, it goes to these uh, Oliver Stone movies. Um, Oliver Stone intentionally misinforming you, putting. Um, I get it. It's a film. JFK was a film, but there were things that they that they said in that film that were definitely intentionally wrong because you needed to make it a better story, right? But the the true story is better. Let me ask you a question. If 
Um, if the true story is that Oswald uh, was a really, really good shot, okay, that he actually was a good shot, yeah. and in that film they portrayed him as a terrible shot, does it make a difference in the story? Um, well, it does kind of give credence that he could have shot him, all right? However, um, there are a whole bunch of other sources that say uh, Oswald was downstairs um, during the shooting. And so you look at you look at what's presented versus what's not presented and how things are presented is fact mm -hmm. when they're not, the, the truth isn't there. You're intentionally leaving out a huge chunk of information. Um, real quick, uh, I, I mean, I can give you another example of Netflix doing it, but uh, intentionally misinform, uh, misinforming people. But I believe that this video, uh, for everything that made that it made us feel when we watched it, um, there was a reason it didn't tell you the rest of the story. There's a reason that they give credence to these folks that you can you can do some research in and make your own uh, your own opinions. But they don't tell you where they got this other good information because if you get the rest of that good information, you're better armed. You're better prepared to see what's coming it uh, what's coming at you. It's it's better prepared to um, like if you watch a film like say uh, Pokemon <laughs> Detective. Um, there are some really really adult, really dark things in that film dealing with technocracy, dealing with um, you know becoming avatars. Um, living on in a digital world. You're talking about ghosts. You're talking about a lot of really dark stuff um, that they address also in, in the Pokemon TV show. There's a lot of darkness that is presented as uh, stuff for our children. And so when we're talking about the stuff that you can easily look at and you're attributing information to people who may not be the best source of information, um, I don't know, but at the same time with Liz Conklin, you know, she's got to spew out a whole bunch of information. Some of it's going to, you know, going to be very wrong. Um, but you have to be able, if they're going to present you with a name and a face that you can Google, uh, but they're not going to, they're not going to provide a name or a face. The other stuff you can Google, there's a reason for that. Then why is it so hard to Google things right now? Well, um, Google's fucking. Oh, Google's owned. Google's okay. owned. Yeah, but no. So, I, 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 I want to come back to this whole avatar nonsense, and my my five year old can actually be Pikachu if she wants to be. So be it. Um, but Bill told me to find this video, you know, that out of the shadows, and I I was trying for about twenty minutes to Google it, and then I couldn't find it until Bill sent me the link. You know what I mean? So and then Dan Dan sent me a link too for a different video. Yeah, I had that's what I'm I'm gonna send it to you, Bill, when I get it when I can. I think I sent it to Bill already. Oh, did you Pedogate 2020? <laughs> Mouthy Buddha? I'll take I'll take a look at it. I'll check again. Um when it's, okay, it's like it's here. like twenty twenty four minutes. It's interesting. It's interesting. Okay. But and but yeah, so we have all this freedom of information. I, I, I don't want to get too far away from the my child can be Pikachu if she wants to be. Um, but yeah, you're talking about freedom of information and finding stuff. So I, I don't want to go too far, but I was at work this morning and I started Googling when was the big six media companies created, identified. 
And before I could even start clicking links, my government-owned computer stopped working. <gasps> oh. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, Jason, so tell, I, tell the story about your, your TV. So I stopped. Jason, tell them about your TV. Okay, so, hold on. I was just grabbing a cup of coffee because. Yeah, he's making raviolis. It's Friday. Oh. You like to party. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know me. My wife is giving me the look, you know, because she just finished making minestrone. And uh, I, mean, I already got the look twice. <laughs> it's worth it. It's Friday. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so, so last night I'm, I'm watching the video. So I, okay, so when I first saw the video, I, um, hold on. I got a message from one of my friends. And she in, and it was like, watch this video, right? And so I start watching the first 10 minutes. My, my battery's low, and I'm like, I'm going to go watch it on the television. So I walk out to the living room. My son's out in the living room on the couch, and he's like, he likes to sleep on the couch, whatever. And I hey go, we're going to watch this, this documentary on uh, Satanism in the, in the government and TV and media and all that. And he's like, okay. And I and then I go to turn on my television and it's like these lines, red lines all the way down my television right after I said that and it's not working. And I got covered with goosebumps and I go, the devil doesn't want us to watch it, Isaac. <laughs> and I lay hands on my television and I rebuke the devil and like, you will work in Jesus name. And then Turned it back on and it worked. And it just Praise went. be God. Praise be to God. There you go. It, it worked. So uh, by the way, I've got a, a dishwasher that could use some um, attention. I'm not, I'm not, is, that the, is that the Wi-Fi one? Yes. It's a weird dishwasher. Isn't the that's the one you got a good deal on it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I got too a good of a deal, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Wi-Fi dishwasher? That's a thing. It's a it's a smart dishwasher. It's yeah for a guy who hosts a, for a guy who hosts a podcast called Woken Baked. I don't know why I got a smart dishwasher <laughs> right now. The man now I'm plugged into the industrial dishwashing uh, society. The, the, yeah, um, right. Industrial dishwasher. All they're basically they're they're trying to get all my information. Uh, so they can sell me more dishwasher detergent. Absolutely. China knows how many dishes you do a day. Right? That's a wow. big family, man. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of dishes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do a load a day plus hand washing. By the way, I like the white claw, you classy guy. Yeah, super right, so, adult-like. So here's the deal. All right. So I did not make a beer run on the way home. I finished my last however many Kerr's lights. So I'm drinking my wife's White Claws, right? Kerr's spelled the K. Um, I have a whole bunch of craft beers in my mini fridge, but that's a different story for a different day. We'll go there later. Sorry, I'm drinking White Claws. You don't want them drinking those craft beers, Bill. Stuff gets wild, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so my first podcast was with Zubox, and I drank, I don't know how many craft beers, and... The podcast ended with me vomiting in the toilet. So. Oh, wow. So, yeah. well, well, we also did beer runs. No, did? you did. You and I, oh. did you You did a couple of beer runs to Holland with me as well, if I'm not mistaken, for the Brown Bottle Heineken. Yeah, good. Yeah, so, and, yeah Brian Label, Heineken, and Chai May Beer. 
Yeah. So like, yeah. so, so you're, you're talking, I, I don't want to get credit here cause I don't drink anymore, but like, I like to, I like to think that maybe I introduced Scotty to overpriced beer that hurts to drink. Congratulations, mm -hmm. Scotty. You can now Thank drink you. a loaf of beer. Um, yeah, basically, basically. Um, yeah, Bill, Bill introduced me to things other than Kerr's Light. <laughs> Before I met Bill, I was like, oh, yeah, Kerr's Light. And then he's like, no, man, let's go to Holland. And we drove to Holland and, well, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So in Holland, they have um, their, their brown bottle is a, um, is a Pilsner. It's not the lager that you get here. It's brewed different. It tastes, it tastes different. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's delicious. Probably got the devil it's in it. So good. I don't trust Potentially, it. it's it, it's only the, Budweiser for me. It's the Dutch. They're into some weird stuff. Wasn't it monks that started brewing it first? Yeah, it was. Monks started making beer. Wasn't that's a pretty? Yeah. What's the that? history behind that? There's a there's a trying to like a way yeah. to 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 feed people. Like it was nutrition, right? Or you couldn't Probably. drink the water. Yeah, Probably well, just that, as much well, um, that. I, I just did a, I just I just did a college course on this actually. So um, yeah, they they were trying to figure out a, you know water was dirty in the past, and they figured out that mead could be. Uh oh, my internet connection is unstable. This yeah, dropped the end of it. Sorry, guys. Sorry, it's back. Um, yeah, go ahead. Zoo box. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. Yeah, so they figured out, you know, we can, we, can, we can brew mead. It'll keep people alive. They're going to be a little weird, but they can drink beers until coffee came around. It's the and chopped and screwed version of the story. A suitable substitute for, yeah. And then, you know, coffee came along, and coffee's what pulled us out of the Dark Ages and led us to the Enlightenment. Wow. Am I that choppy? Uh, not anymore. Not as yeah. when you started. When you start uh, singing the praises of my K cup. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, all right, thank you. Right. Thank you so much we're for so, your time. We're so off track. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. How, it's all right. How long have we been going, Bill? Like uh, it's. We're going on two hours. Uh, like I got to make yeah, dinner for my family. It. Yeah. As it yeah, we as as we should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, gentlemen, I just I want to say thank you uh, for your time. Uh, if you are interested in Zoobox, it is it's on every streaming platform. Unlike Zoobox yeah. podcast. Well, don't worry. We'll get, I'll teach you how to do it, man, for free. Oh, I, snap. <laughs> I'm on Not everyone but Spotify. But Spotify. Um, Zoobox. I listen to Zoobox. It's the only three podcasts that I listen. To. Yeah, if you just type Zoobox podcast, it'll come up. But I mean, I'm I'm going Real with quick, just Zoobox. It say, should work. Uh... I hope so. I hope so. Hey, they're weird and Jason you, Jason. Jason. What that means? Okay, I wanted to say I wasn't like disrespecting people's like beliefs. I was saying no. like. Mm -hmm. I was saying if some if there's somebody in your life, like say I'm I'm a Satanist and I'm like, hey Scott, I want you to join me tonight in a in a in a baby sacrifice. And yeah, you might want to say no. Yeah. You might you're a good Christian, you might say no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no baby sacrifices tonight. What is this, Canada? 
Agreed. Agreed. No on the baby sacrifices. Yeah, by all means, yeah, no. praise, praise, praise the word of Anton LaVey and stuff, whatever. You know, happy people don't shoot up movie theaters. But, like, be aware that he wasn't the most honest guy. Um, and and it's weird. Like, anytime that anytime that you create a religion in the age of, like, I know I'm sure he didn't plan on the internet coming around, but, like, um, yeah, just just be cognizant of who you're taking your word from. You know, we've all been caught out there, like, we, we getting, like, bad information from bad sources and running with it. You just got to be cognizant of it. Sometimes you do that, sometimes you don't, but um, you got to have a, a healthy distrust for your uh, your sources of information, especially if it's something that's interesting to you. You got to do more research because no one else is going to do it oh, for you. Agreed. Uh, yeah, read everything that you, you know, look into everything when somebody tells you, like, Bill, you remember Iraq, a uh, possible rocket attack between this time and that time. I mean, and never made any sense. Hey, you're breaking up. It's almost like they, right? they don't but want no. us to talk about it. Okay. Am I, am I still breaking up pretty good? No, you're good now. Okay. No, yeah. No, no, no. I, like, I agree with Bill. Just pay attention to what people are telling you, man. And that, it's, ladies and gentlemen, is the secret to the universe. Yep, there it is. We just, <laughs> heard, we just heard it. And, uh, read whatever you want. I don't care. Hey, just uh, just so I'm on the right, um, I'm on the right page. You just dropped an episode today on the art of not getting along. Oh yeah, is it a broken heart? Uh, for the picture. Uh, I don't know. It's not showing up. I'm on your uh, your iTunes page, but that's the one. Yeah, that's right. probably it. Subscribing now. Thank you, sir. Now, sir. Me and my brother got in a huge fight, and I I won't ruin it for you. Oh, on. Yeah. What'd you What'd you do with the What'd you do with the guitar? Did you hit him in the head like the honky tonk man? I wish, dude. I wish I lived closer to him so I could do something about it, but alas. Well, thank heavens for the honky tonk man. Yeah, I know, dude. Honestly, but All he right. should be. Oh, I just want to say thank you, Bill, for having on. And maybe we can get you on ours someday. And Jason, it was nice to meet you, man. I'm actually getting into jujitsu, so I'm gonna claim you as inspiration. So you can take that wherever you need to go. Um, I just want to say thanks for being on, guys. I had a lot of fun. So Daniel, um, give me your email address, and I'll send you a copy of the video. Excellent. That'll be yeah. Perfect, so you, and I can post a... it up. Do you want me to? You want me to post it up for you? We'll call it a joint cast. Yeah, like a jo I could throw it up on ours just so people and I could put it in you in the description. Yeah, yeah, we'll absolutely. Ditto, yeah, ditto. Like some yeah. inter inception stuff. Inter yeah. yeah, we'll get it. All right, man. Sounds okay. good. All right. Yeah, me and Jason will just keep reading this thing. So that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and look into E. Howard Hunt. Um, <laughs> all right. You guys have a great day. Hey, right. thanks. You guys. Scotty, too. thank you so right, much for putting this all. together. Hey, anytime, anything for you, Bill. I love you, buddy. Right. Love you too, uh, Jason. Thank you so much. See you, bro. Enjoy your coffee. I will. <laughs>